What's up? This is Camden Cruz from Seven Kingdoms, and you're listening to Focus on Metal. Focus We're back, and before we get into uh, discussion this week, just want to give you a little teaser, a bit of a take of the band that uh, we'll be talking with in about 40 minutes from now. We're talking Seven Kingdoms and a little cut off of their Decennium album. This one's called Kingslayer, and as I said, stay tuned. In about 40 minutes from now, we will be talking to Camden Cruz of Seven Kingdoms about what they're doing right now. Aren't you glad we're back? Enjoy. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. We are back from yet another summer break. I know every time uh, we go on break, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that go, yeah, those bastards aren't coming back. But like a rash, we are back once again and happy to be back on the air and uh, talking about metal. But even better that uh, I've got Richie back down in the studio for I don't know how long it's been uh, holding up his end doing uh, all kinds of great interviews. But it's always good to have him back down here for a little bit of discussion. Yeah, we um if we could we could have actually kept doing shows and not taking a break. It's very true. Um, you t- we normally take the break in uh, what beginning of July. Yep, yep. And because we had all this audio, we had to wait until a couple of weeks later. Yeah, and, and, and some of it was kind of more um, more uh, timely too. So it was like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, we kind of owe it to folks to get it yeah, out. We had to. Yeah. So I mean, it's always good to be. You know, be good back to the people that are good to us. So, yeah, we delayed a little bit and uh, and got the interviews out. Scott's still talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's been happening? You went to see Maiden. Oh, I did. It was I, good. I didn't. It was good. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, no, it was good. We had, uh, we were, uh, what? We were, we were an aisle way closer. First much. question, did you make it on time this time? <laughs> Actually, we made it. Too freaking early this time, so um, yeah, we got down. It was it, it early, and and because the way we always freaking are, we didn't think about what we were doing. So we got there with like no food, no beer, and we're sitting in the parking lot. And and I'm like, 
I'm seeing if anybody that I know is going. Like, and are they there yet? So we can like sleaze beer or food off of them. And then, uh, and she's doing the same thing and seeing if anyone that she knows it, that she knows is going has gotten there yet. Oh, tailgating, and, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. and, and everybody was like either still at work or still back at, you know, at home or whatever. What time did you get there? Uh, it was, I don't know, 4.30, oh, wow. 5 o'clock, something like that. Yeah. It was a festival? <laughs> so it was like, what the hell? Well, we were in the white parking too, so which is... Which, not that it matters to half of our listeners or a shitload of them, but they really did something cool with the white parking now. So it really is easy out. Okay, uh, I was I was pretty pleased, but but you know we, we yeah we had definitely had people that were tailgating and there was lots of room in that white lot. So yeah, metalheads were setting up all kinds of tents and stuff and combining cars and uh, yeah a lot of stuff going on. And the other cool thing I like about Maiden is that they actually do set a merch booth up outside the venue so that even before the doors for the venue open you can go to the merch booth get what you want bring it back throw it in your car you don't have to tote it around with you all night so i think that's that's pretty cool to do and the bummer of course was you know why it's cool because they make a shitload of money off well yeah they do that's why they do i mean the only people that i know that divide the merch up to two like one that's just posters and shit and the other one that's just t-shirts there's two bands i've never that move merch there's kiss Yep. And there's Iron Maiden. Yeah. And I've never seen a band, any other bands move merch as much as those two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely, they do move a crap load of merch. And then the other one, which isn't hard rock, it isn't metal. Um, and people that go there have way more disposable income, like my older brother, um, is the Stones. Okay. They they move crap loads of stuff. It's it's insane. Um, but you're right. Those two bands, they, they definitely move a lot of merch. And, uh, yeah, Maiden's merch booth was, they, all of them were busy, like, all night. The, the poster one, not as much, but, the, yeah, the T-shirt ones were, were, always, were always going. Hmm. Yeah. When, they do, when they do the legacy shows, hmm. they can do a short for any of those albums. Yep. So yep. straight away you have, like, seven or eight albums, and right. all those covers are all iconic. Right. And they've all got the new dates on the back, and yep. people are going to I don't think they did all of them for this one, but I know they did... Um, they had a stained glass motif one with the dates on the back. Um, I think they had a U.S. specific one because I know they had a Canada specific one with the dates on the back. They did an Aces High one with a uh, um, matter of life and death thing on the back with the dates. And I think there were two others. What are we talking? That they did forty, forty-five, fifty a shirt. I think those were thirty-five. I think. Oh, a steal. <laughs> <laughs> It's an average going rate for a shirt it these is. days. I know, I know, I know. Unless you want to get a parking lot shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure Maiden put on a great show. Oh, it, no, the, it was a, the show was absolutely killer. Um, I mean, we'll start off Raven Age, Raven Age, great band. Um, lots of people went in to see them, which was cool. I mean, it wasn't like they were, you know, Maiden capacity, but a lot of people were in there to see them, and they really got the crowd going, good reaction, uh, great guitar players, and uh, the singer was pretty de- pretty damn decent as well. And, and you know, they're just kind of out there playing, no show or anything, really. It's just them kind of jumping around and stuff. But uh, they, they did a good job. And then, um, you know, Maiden, it was just so biding my time, waiting until I heard UFO come on. And it's like, you know, it's showtime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm great set list, really enjoyed it. You know, completely different from from last year the odd thing with them that i was i was surprised because i'm really not knowing you know set and order and all that 
a rough idea of some of the songs from from the fan club and stuff was the fact that to me like their big effect of the night that like you know rolling out the big money shot was the spitfire and they do it right on song one yeah it's just high. and it was like shit <laughs> i've already you know I'm, I'm on song one i've already blown my load and i got a whole other show to go but i was i was amazed that that's what they rolled out for a song and they rolled that like dramatic type of effect out and it was the one major effect that didn't stay towards the back like when they did uh you know when they had like you know a huge icarus that came up and things like that but they you know to have the spitfire really coming right out to the front of the stage and dipping up and down and everything and to have really such a kick-ass effect right at song one it was like wow and even um even Eddie came out really early too, because usually that's you know about three quarters of the way in. You get Eddie come out, but what did it he was, come out in what song? Uh, Not in the Iron Maiden. That's at the end. No, he came out with um, was it the Trooper? He came out. Oh, that's early. Yeah, it was really early. It was like well, holy crap! It's almost like oh, okay, we got that out of the way. We got that out of the way, and then we're going to settle into some other other stuff that's in there. But yeah, I, I wish I wish they wouldn't ignore somewhere in time. Um, uh-huh. That was the first Maiden album. I probably Power Slave, but new music yeah. that came out just as I was getting into them. Uh-huh. And I've seen him do Wasted Years. Yeah, my, I've by, seen him do having, my, maiden, seen my him, Maiden favorite is I've Wasted seen Years. Him, oh, it must have been on No Prayer for the Dying tour. They did Heaven Can Wait. Uh huh. And I haven't heard him do any of the other songs ever. Huh. Um, Stranger in a Strange Land was a single. Yeah, I've never heard them played at it. It just seems when they're doing the throwback shows, yeah, that album kind of gets overlooked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you might get two or three off Paraslave, you'll get two or three off Peace of Mind, yeah, and a couple off the rest of them. Yeah, you might be lucky and get one off somewhere in time. Yeah, I mean, I, it's what, tough too. I mean, problem? they've got such a huge catalog, and um, you know, how do you how do you pick? You know the things you want to do too, because I mean they can. Bruce can still sing freaking everything, and they can play everything. Yeah, and it, I mean it's got to be a, a a bitch of a thing to to think about how you're going to put that together. You know, and do you balance it against the best of tours versus the album tours and and the other songs that everyone is like, you know, damn it, we gotta we gotta have because even even like wasted years to me is almost like one of those maiden fan. And maybe because I really like the song, but it's like, wow, that's the song you got to play, and and they opted like this time not do it. Um, it's yeah, it's got to be a a pretty pretty big debate about what songs they do for every mm. tour. Right, I, I I know they're probably going to bring out another album, and if they do decide to tour again after that, yeah, uh, they did a kind a thing like the Made in England thing with the Summer um, Seven Sun albums mm-hmm. around that. Yeah, they might do somewhere in time. Nico's what? Nico's sixty-five now. Still, he's playing. I, he's playing I, I, awesome. I know. He and is. then if they bring out the somewhere in time Eddie again, that was an awesome Eddie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm just. It's one of these albums that I love, and I think a lot of Maiden fans love it. Uh huh. And it just it just constantly gets either underplayed or just completely ignored. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, from, especially from that classic era. Yep, seven son back. Yeah, it's and it's and, and the other part about that one too is that that's especially you know on of on vinyl. That's just an awesome album cover. It goes back to like Killers, where you're 
you're looking at the cover and you're finding all the little kind of Easter eggs that Derek puts in the oh, artwork. Cool. And, you know what I mean? And, and uh, Somewhere in Time has that same thing where there's all kinds of things. You just you can look at that thing and try to pick all the little Easter eggs You, you out. can pick up one of those album covers from the 80s and just compare the, the album cover, say, to the Final Frontier to that. Uh-huh. There's no comparison. The right. Final Frontier album cover is crap uh-huh. compared to all that stuff. And even back then... Uh, the singles, Derek Riggs, the, the artwork yep. on the singles was yep. amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, Stranger in a Strange Land, you have Aces High in, in the cockpit, you've yep. got um, Flight of Icarus, all incredible pieces of art. Yeah, yeah, no, they're very, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of them sitting over there, singles. And, and, uh, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're great, but I mean, part of it is, I mean, that was my initial draw to Maiden, right? Was like just sitting there, was that, actually, it was in a freaking drugstore. In Maine, like leaving through the albums and going, oh hell, I gotta have this. Yeah, I never even heard a note of it, but I look at that album and I was like, yep, this is what I want. They're a band that the album cover sold it. It sold the album. yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it, I mean, it did for me. That's what got me into Maiden was literally buying that thing. It was it was in a freaking drugstore, and yep, bringing it, waiting. I had to wait till I get home. You know, Maiden, so. Maiden is your drug. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and just you know, just to hear that and in you know. Like the first time I heard, you know, running free, and it was like, oh yeah, all right, I'm sold on this, mm. and just sucked me right in. But it was the album cover that did it, absolutely. Mm. So you're on Yannick's side. I'm on Yannick's side, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, does he have a side? He runs around so much. He does. He because he's still <laughs> predominantly the whatever side I freaking buy is what he's on, and it's like, all right, yes, I know you can put your foot up on top of that monitor. All right, you don't have to keep doing it. Um, I mean, he's a great player and stuff, uh, but it's like, what the hell? Because I'm, uh, I'm still, I'm still that old school maiden guy. The five guys, and 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 I really want to be, you know, I really want to be on that side with the, you know, because at, at one point, right, the side I was on, that was Adrian's side, right, mm. and and it's like, well, yeah, I, that's what I want to do, but now Adrian's kind of off on the other side and kind of to the back. He doesn't move around much. Maybe because he doesn't want Yannick to run into him. <laughs> Maybe. He doesn't. He doesn't move around a lot either. Yeah, you're right. But it's like, yeah, you know, like, couldn't I be on, on Dave and Adrian's side for, for this one? But nope, I was yeah, back one on Yannick. One thing Yannick's. I want to bring up, and it's noticeable at a lot of gigs now, and actually Bruce Dickinson has called people out on it. When you're watching the band and you're looking at, say, the first 10 rows, yeah. did the first 10 rows look like they were into it, that they didn't get comp tickets? or sponsor tickets or something like that. Did, do you think they gave a shit? Well, they had a standing room like pit right in front of the stage. And um, those people were all into it. Fan, they were fans. Yeah, they were fans. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing I hate more than going to a gig like that and the people in the first 10 rows don't give a fuck. They got free tickets to work for some right. company and all right. that. And I'm like, you have the best seats. You don't give yeah. a fuck. I mean, I didn't really notice, you know, as far as like, the first row of my section, yeah, which would have been a seated first row. Um, you know, were they into it? I really wasn't watching because I was kind of more focused on the stage. But when you're watching Bruce in the middle, you tend to look over to that kind of the you know the, the traditional barrier part, and and they were all into it. And I think if someone was kind of in there that was had got comp tickets, they would have been like quickly like kicked towards the back. Good, you know that get I out. So, yeah. <laughs> let the real fans down. But you're right. It, you do see a lot of that. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, awesome gig. Had a great time. I always have a great time with the gigs with Nick. But, uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a super time. 
But uh, you were telling me um, KK back on stage. Yeah, he, which he, I'm um, psyched about. Ten years. Uh, I think he's been on stage in ten years. He played a festival recently in um, in Europe with Ross the Boss. Uh. He came out and he did three or four priest songs with him. Sounded fucking awesome. Didn't play any Man of War? Uh, <laughs> Probably would have been some illegal action if they did. <laughs> well, man, you heard about Man of War at the, uh, was it the Hellfest? Yes. Yeah. That's why I was like making a joke about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man of War or Man of War. But um, yeah, KK came out, played a, played a few songs. Good to see. Um, be interested to see what he does now moving forward. Mm. Um you know, the book's been out there for about a year now. A lot of people have been shitting on him for uh, for saying what he's saying. Um, I read the book. You read the book. Yeah. I interviewed the guy. He was very nice. Had uh-huh. 50 minutes on the phone with him. I found the book a lot more balanced than a lot of the headlines are making it out to be. Yeah, they really try to sense, pick that, like, sensationalized part of it and, mm. and roll that out. They're still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, KK had to come out recently about something he said, saying that they they took only a part of it and ran with it, and that's not what he actually said. Yeah, um, it's happening a lot with a lot of different musicians. They're coming out, uh, you know, they're coming out wondering, you know, why some of these sites are picking up any bits of it. Yeah, and it's the basically it's clickbait. It's absolutely get, it's a sensationalizer. Yep, um, it's to get people to click on your website. Yeah. And uh, and then they actually print the apology, <laughs> so you're getting a twofer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it sucks. Um, are they are they printing the the guy actually giving out about yeah what they actually ran before right? Um, which has happened with uh, Greg Christian, who was in Testament. Same deal with him. Mm. He ran something. They picked up a little part of it, and that was the headline. Yeah, and he had to come out saying he actually. Could you not actually promote the band I'm in, or maybe mention that, or something like right. that? And and um, so that's happening all the time. Uh, KK keeps being asked, and at some stage, I think he should just say, "I've answered that," mm. and leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of fans are getting pissed off because he does keep answering the question. Uh huh. Um. And he's coming across now as a kind of a grumpy old man. Yeah. Um, about getting back in the band and, and, and all these things. And the timing of the book wasn't great. It came out the same time it came. Uh, Glenn was right. Came public with yep. the Parkinson's. Um, that didn't help because a lot of people read the book and said he's shitting on Glenn. Hmm. And he has Parkinson's disease now. You, you, you know, right, right. Uh, it's not really a nice time <laughs> to be doing that. Um, I hope he, I, it's the 50th anniversary. I think they're, or, they're, they've already announced dates next year. I think it would be a shame if they don't ask him to play. Mm. I really would because he can still play. Yeah. He's a founding member of the band. Yep. Um, personally, I have, I've got a problem seeing Andy Sneap and Richie Faulkner, no disrespect to the two of them, on stage as Judas Priest. Uh-huh. To me, it's a it's kind of like a Halford solo band. It's got Ian Hill and Rob yeah. and Scott Travis. Okay, Scott Travis has been in it since Painkiller, but yeah. the guys who wrote the music are Glenn, who probably can't really play 
much yeah. anymore. Yeah. And you've got KK who can play. Yeah. Um, you hear all these people saying, do it for the fans. Uh, I think he should be asked. I think Ripper should be asked to play at certain shows. Um, I think if you're celebrating Judas Priest's 50th anniversary, yeah. it's it's the band's anniversary. It's not the current lineup's anniversary. You know, a lot of people say the same thing about Kiss. It's the end of the road tour that yeah. they should bring Peter and that and, and Ace back. And maybe they will for a couple of shows. But with Priest, they should say to KK, can you do these couple of shows and come and play? I'm not saying the whole tour. Yeah. And Ripper, bring him. Ripper lives in, 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 I think he lives in Cleveland or somewhere in Cleveland. Yeah. And say to Ripper, we're going to do these shows in Cleveland. Uh, come on up and do do Cathedral Spires uh, and do w- one song mm-hmm. or do two songs or even when Rob comes out like Bruce did. Yeah. Rob should just say, right, just do a fucking Ripper song. Just do it once mm-hmm. and then say you've done it. It's the band's 50th anniversary. Too. Yeah. Yeah, but I would. I mean, don't. I mean, don't discount Richie because I mean he's come back. He, you know, he. he no, Richie Fawner's brilliant. You know what I mean? Life. He put energy brilliant. back in that band. I and, agree with you. And it's a possibility without Richie, we wouldn't have had firepower. No, which I is agree. Kind of a real return to to uh, you know some of the prior stuff and kind of puts them back on track. And you know, so he's got a couple albums under his belt, and so you know, great great player, and uh, has really I think it's given a lot to the band. No, I agree. Yeah. I've seen I've seen him live with Glenn and KK, mm. and I've seen him with Richie. Uh, on the Ep- the Epitaph tour, uh, I think Richie was on that. Yeah, um, and he was fantastic. Mm. Um, he's what? What is he? He's probably twenty something years, maybe thirty years younger than the rest of them. Yep, fantastic player. Yeah, has the look, can play. Um, but what you're going to have that other spot? Andy mm-hmm. Sneed can't play with Judas Priest forever. No, you got to get someone else in there. Who are they going to get? Yeah. The obvious answer to me is ask KK to play. Well, some shows. The difference being, though, is that, and it's no slight on KK, because, you know, whenever, if I had to, had, you know, back in the day, you know, who's the guitar player you liked the best in Priest, it was KK all the time for me. But KK is more of the, the free form, you know, jamming, Hendrixy, the bluesy bass stuff, you know, and, and Glenn is always more that technical side of it, so it works. You know, they get the chug between when they're together, and then when they split off and one does a solo, you can tell who it is from the from you know the the, the style of the solo. And Richie, from everything I've seen, he's more like KK. He's more into that, more free forming and stuff, and he can do some of the technical stuff, but. KK really never covered that ground ever in Priest. It was always in Glenn. He's not that kind of player. So, I mean, it would be awesome to have Richie and KK do, like, you know, full show and have that other Priest member back in for the whole thing. But it wouldn't work for the whole show because of the the way that KK, his, you know, the way he does guitar. Hmm. Well, you you play, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I just think from an aesthetic viewpoint. Yeah. If you go to the show, yeah, and you have Rob and Yavin, yeah. and you've got KK, yeah, um, I just think it makes it a bit better. Uh huh. I think you got more of the members that people know on the stage, yeah, and that's not a knock on Andy Sneap, and it's not a knock on Richie, who's been with the band. Richie's brilliant with the band, right? But um, I maybe just too much water under the bridge. I, mm. I you know. 
I I can see him asking. I'd like I'd like to see him ask KK, but yeah, who's calling the shots there? You know, right? It's um, they've announced shows. The only way they're going, I can see KK coming back is if the tickets don't sell. Then they might ask him. Mm. Um, other other than it's the, I think it's the same deal with Kiss. Mm. All the Kiss shows are doing well. Why should they ask Ace and Peter back? They haven't done it so far. Yeah. The only reason they're going to ask these guys back. Is if the uh-huh. tickets aren't selling, and then it's like, listen, guys, we'll give you money. We'll sell a shitload of tickets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. you're probably right. Yeah. All right, so you did mention clickbait, which is yeah. kind of an important subject. I and mean, that kind of, you know, just wanted to kind of, I don't know, pat ourselves on the back. But uh, literally, like, just before we went on break, I got an email from uh, one of the editors over at... Uh, at feedspot.com, and he let us know that uh, we were on the list for the top 20 metal music audio podcast and radio you must subscribe and listen to in 2019. And I was like, damn, kind of okay. surprised because uh, we just kind of go along and, and do our thing. Um, so, yeah, I was I was kind of, uh, like I said, surprised about it. And I, I checked it out and we're actually we're in pretty good company. Um, and folks that really don't go for clickbait, which is cool. But, uh, you know, Metal Injection Podcast came in number one. Uh, your buddies over at Classic Metal Show came in they number ta- two. They went through the list. Yeah. And um, so that was, you they know. They mentioned us because Chris and Neil yeah. know me. And they went to that Irish Richard show, their friend. Yeah. Their so there's, there's a lot of our buddies that, that made the list. So we're in, we're in pretty good company. And, uh, yeah, I was, like I said, I was, I was really surprised about it. And I said, yeah, you know, when we come back from break, we'll let folks know about it. You can look at that and say, yeah, the show's missing, but it, you must have metal in the name to get in it. Cause there's, you could say, t- wait, talk to him. He's not in it. Well, Jamie the Jasta show. Well, the Jasta show's in it, is it? Yeah. The oh, Jasta okay. show's on there. Um, Black Knight Meditation Podcast is on there. Okay. Um, a lot of them are metal in the name though, don't they? Yeah. A lot of them do have metal in the name. Okay. Uh, but that's how you find the show, right? Do you, know, do you notice the guy said we we don't have a Twitter? I, I, I got back to him. Oh, I, him I said, hey, I said, just let you know, we actually do have that. And he hit me back like a day later and went, oh, yeah, I'll correct it. Oh, okay. And, and, and put it up. Like I said, I was kind of surprised, but it's really cool if you, and, and it is kind of a, you know, we were, we, we've had friends who've always tried to, uh, Put together kind of aggregation sites and stuff. Uh, Ear Peeler was one that was that was great that uh, that our buddy was was running for a while that we really tried to promote and and get going with him. But uh, you know these type of things that let I think let people discover like other shows is really cool because there is like a shitload of of shows out there. Tons. Um, so you know you know if you're interested you want to check out the list then uh, I mean I'll put the I, on the show notes I'll put the link so you can right, go right to it you want to remember this this address but you can go to uh, blog.feedspot.com slash metal underscore music underscore podcast and uh, you'll see that there and uh, lots of good stuff up on Feedspot you can check that out and check out everything else they have to offer but again it it takes a place of uh, some of the other aggregator stuff that we've been working with before so uh, I thought it was pretty cool and I and again it was it's pretty cool that after doing this since 2010 which I was like looked at it went oh yeah it's been that long yeah that, uh, seven years you're doing it yeah years before me that uh, you know we we you know, get a little bit of a little bit of recognition, but more than that, that that we're we're among a, a bunch of people that uh, that we have a lot of respect for, and um, in some cases, um, shows that before I was even doing this show, 
I was listening to, like CMS mm. and like Talking Metal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 like I said, it, it's pretty cool to actually, uh, every so often, because we don't really, we don't make zip doing this, but it's nice to uh, occasionally get some recognition that perhaps we're on the right track. Mm. And uh, that's pretty cool. And, and I think, you know, honestly, a lot of that too, I owe to having you coming on board and you've been kind of keeping a lot of that content coming in and I'm just kind of engineering it and putting it together <laughs> so yeah i mean you are a huge huge part of us uh you know being on that list so uh you know thanks a lot for that oh, it's, it's a two-man show it's uh it is nice to get recognized because and a, a lot of people don't realize this we have no idea how many listeners we have yeah uh, we do not yeah. yeah um and it's nice to be re- recognized yeah. like this um you know, we've been doing the show. We do it for free. Mm-hmm. We've never asked for money from anybody. And I don't think we ever will. Um, and, you know, when other sites pick up on something we do or we get messages saying really enjoyed the show. I, I, yeah. I got some messages today from, I, I've been getting from a few people. Uh, you turn me on to these this band and this other band. And yeah. Thanks very much for that. That's the reason really why we do the show. Yep. Um, I like talking to the guys. Sure. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. When I was between the ages of 16 and, say, 25, I was listening to these guys' albums religiously, and now I have a chance to pick their brain about them. Right. And actually talk to them, and some of them actually remember who I am now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is always nice. Some yeah. of them I actually text uh, every now and again privately. Yeah. Um, you can, I have to pinch myself sometimes, but, um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, we've got a lot of uh, a lot more good stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably have enough audio for six or eight weeks <laughs> already. Yeah, yeah, already. Yeah, um, yeah. We take a break, but it's like doesn't really stop in the background. Mm, um, at, at this stage, I'm kind of looking at what's coming up, mm. and turn. I'm not turning down interviews, but I'm not going after them. I have to kind of. I'm going to wait for him. Yeah. And then I'm going to wait for this band and see if I get offered them. Yeah. Because then you want to get them out in a timely fashion. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a few that we'll try to, you know, make sure that we do get in. Partly because, you know, we like the artists and we've, you know, we've kind of got a friendship going and stuff with them. And, um, you know, I mean, Michael's got his new album, 10, coming out. Yeah, I've already so been it'll be... to the PR guy. Okay. I know so, he's doing it. Um, that'll be, you know, obviously want to have him come on. And he even, you know, when, you know, we get asked, over the weekend, if we were going to have him on, um, you know, I I had tweeted back, I hope so. And like a minute later, you know, Michael tweeted that he, you know, like like mm-hmm. that. So, um, you know, he's keeping track of stuff as well. And, uh, you know, so there's artists like that that we, we definitely um, want to actually get on. And, and um, we know that they have a, a great fan base, but, you know, radio doesn't give rat's ass about them and stuff, but uh, it's it's good to support them and, and spread the word. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's good to do that. We could, and I reckon we could do it, we could do two shows a week with just the amount of interviews that we have. Or, Probably. Or, or, or that yeah. uh, we could do. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know of a way we can do it. Yeah. Without you killing me. <laughs> um, and I don't want you to do that. Um, sometimes I'll get offered someone and I just, I won't say no. Mm-hmm. And it can put me in shitsville. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then other times I'll get, I'll get offered all these other bands and I'm like, yeah, I really like their music and I'll try and get you on. And then you get offered these 
other bands that might be a little bit more high profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do you want do you want to do a show like we do sometimes, and you've one interview on it, and it's pretty in depth, right? And it's fifty five minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. or do you want three fifteen minute interviews? Yeah, and you can't really get into anything if I do all of them, and I'm more of the guy that likes to do the in depth one, right? But that means then that we can't run as many interviews right. as we, we'd like, maybe. Yeah, um, but, but, you know, volume-wise and stuff, too, I think that those longer talks, where you do get that more in-depth and you get a little bit more out of somebody. And I think a lot, I think a lot of people that do listen to us are, are liking the fact that they're getting to hear about some stuff that they know that on a 15-minute interview they will never hear about. They just there's just no time to ask. And you know develop you don't develop the the rapport with the person to ask some of that stuff in fifteen minutes either. We've got some interviews coming up with um where I go back and look at uh, albums in the past. Yeah. They're all done outside of all of this shit. Right. Right. So you can go more in depth on that. Um I've a great in- we've a great interview with Pat Fontaine and uh the new guitar player, Tony, well, he's not new. He's been new. Since the early 90s. But anyone who knows XYZ, it's, it's Mark Diglio was the guitar player mm-hmm. on the first two records. So Tony is playing now with XYZ. Um, we went into detail about the debut album. Right. That, that's over an hour. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was good. Yeah, we talked about good. Don Dockham producing them the whole lot. Yep. And then we have another two interviews on uh, Kingdom Come and good friend James Kotak set yep. these up himself. And that's at Rick Steyer mm-hmm. and Danny Stagg. Right. And we've got those coming up. And then I did another interview that uh, <laughs> seven years doing the show, we, we've edited stuff out. We've been asked to actually not run the interview at all. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 we, and we edited out exactly what we were requested to edit out. Yeah. To the letter. To the letter. <laughs> and uh, then we were told not to run it. Yep. And we won't, we will respect the artist. We won't run it. Yep. Um, but I uh, I was pissed. Yeah, you you had great questions on there. Person answering them sometimes went off topic a little bit. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> sometimes with air quotes around it, but nonetheless, you did get a lot of a lot of interesting stuff about yeah. about the album. Mm-hmm. Anything that was too interesting, we were asked to edit out, and we did. Um, you edited it out a lot. Because, and the, the thing it, is, is that is that we've talked to multiple other people in this band, including a member that's now deceased, and we have never been asked not to run the interview. No, we've never. We, well, we, I don't know about before I joined the show. I've never been asked to run an interview. Mm-hmm. I've been asked to edit stuff out. Yep. Um, I've had two PR people asked to hear the interview. Yep. Uh, before it aired. Um, but we've never been asked to can one, right. as in all of it. Yep. Until now. Yep. And we're going to go and do it. Yep. And um, it's not as if we're short of audio. It's just that it pissed me off because there's a lot happened with this one. And uh, yeah, because you also went through happened. a lot of iterations of trying to actually put this damn thing like together as well. Yeah. And you had a you had a you got phoned up by the artist to answer you supplemental things and to clarify a question that you never asked. Correct. And you did all of that, and you still... And and 
and at least one of the things, okay, both things we were asked to definitely edit out. Yeah, they probably, we probably shouldn't have run. But beyond that, there was nothing that was like, this person's shitty or this or something's inflammatory or there was nothing like that at all when you do an episode on an album Mm -hmm. an old album yeah right you are bound to have some back and forth on it because it if you did an album six months ago and i asked you about the album Uh i'd say three months ago yeah it's right up front in your memory yep right if you're talking about an album in the past, mm-hmm. you'll remember stuff. Yeah. But also the person asking the questions will ask something that will make you remember something that you missed five minutes oh, ago. Yeah, absolutely. Go, so there's back and forth on that. So you're bound to get that. Um, but you are right, because I guarantee you if you sat if you interviewed me about the last album I did with the band and you interviewed Jay about the last album I did with the band we would both remember different shit. Of course you would. Absolutely. Of course you would. Yep. I think some some of it as well was, I didn't ask him the normal questions, maybe. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. the bottom line is the interview is not being aired. Yeah, the, the interview is, um, is not being aired, which, and, is un, which is unfortunate. And it's over an hour, and it's really good. It was, it was really well done, yeah. um, but yes. And uh, last thing on it, uh, the person does want to do it again. Um, I don't know I don't know Uh, we'll see we'll see I know you went through a lot you went through a lot to put that together and and it's not like you have like time dripping out of your ass no you just don't no I don't and you did a a great professional interview like I said there was nothing that was like an untoward question or anything like that you didn't set people up for answers nothing there was nothing leading like, there was no reason to 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 do it. I think it, it it reflects a kind of endearing personality of the person, the way they answered it. The only issue I have with it, if I do it again and the person does pulls the same stunt, I will be seriously fucking pissed. Yeah. Um. If we do it again, we're airing it. Yeah. That's my take on yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know if it's even worth doing it again. I know it, it, this. I don't want to do this three strikes you're out bullshit kind of kind of a deal. So we got some good shit coming up. We do absolutely. Uh, let me just name some in, of it, and in, in, uh, including what I'm hoping to tomorrow night have an interview that I'll be airing right after this chat, which hopefully we'll we'll all pull together. But uh, yeah, give give the rundown of the other stuff we got going. We have. We've got Pat Fontaine and Tony Marcus talking XYZ's debut album. We have Rick Steyer and Danny Stagg. I'm probably going to forget some of this. Talking yep. Kingdom Come. Uh, Robin McCauley, who I just interviewed. Yep. Um, we talked about the new Schenker album. We went in depth on Save Yourself, which is 30 years old. Nice. And... Um, a little bit on rating the rock fault and a little bit on the Jeff Pilson Red Beach Matt Starr project. Yep. And I've also interviewed Guy Allison, um the keyboardist from Unruly Child. Uh they've got a new album out called Big Blue World, which is one of the best melodic hard rock albums you're gonna hear in twenty nineteen. Mm. And that's about an hour. Robin yeah. McCauley's about an hour. We got a big long multiple episode interview you did with Pete Mikowski. Oh, that's there. Oh, that's there. A long time. 
And then, and then potentially there's another one that's been in the can for a while from Ken Barr. <laughs> yeah, well, that, 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 the audio is fucked on that. Um, so I, we, ho- we got thing, fingers crossed by the time this airs, yeah. I have a special episode on a trash metal band in the 80s and early 90s. Yep. With one of the members yep. going to- through the totally first- looking forward to it. Going through the first six studio Totally records. looking forward to it. Right. Fingers crossed I can get that done. The guy yeah. has said he's going to do it. Yeah, it'd be awesome if it happens. Um, so I'll do my best to get that. I can. Will I get that done in an hour? I, I don't know. Will, mm. he, will the guy actually agree to do more if a longer time? I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's just try and get it done first. Nice. But that's what we got. And then, of course, I, I, I have the Tom Kiefer record. Yep. Probably going to be offered Tom, hopefully. Michael Sweet. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot coming a, up. There's all, these days, there's always a lot coming yep. out. Yeah, it's um, going to be good. KXM. Yeah. Um, I'm on the fence about actually t- doing something on that because I've an- I've asked every single question. Uh-huh. I wanted a band. They haven't done a show. Haven't done a show, yeah. Um, I know. Like someone said to me, ask him about gear. I'm uh-huh. like, I don't fucking play. <laughs> so that's going to be... Yeah, it's um, kind of my department. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know, maybe you can... If we get offered one of the guys, maybe you can do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure the album's great, but... Yeah, but lots of stuff coming up, which is going to be great. And uh, we'll try to also try to fit in a little bit of, uh, of Richie and I, Gavin as well. I know we kind of... This is probably the, the most we've talked in probably 50 episodes, but uh, we do want to get back to some of this as well, because that is kind of another foundation of the show, is kind of like well, people just kind of shooting the shit about metal. Uh, I like the discussion because we do it together. What, yep. what you find with the show is you do the front end yeah. and I do the interviews uh-huh. and the two of us are on it, but we're not on it at the same time. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that can be a bummer. Yep. But yeah, we're back. Um, we're doing it like I'll, European power metal bands. You just send me the files and, I'll send you and the I files. put the song together. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the Frontiers Project of Lowell, Massachusetts. We are. Yep. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> I get to use all my digital audio stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. We're back. All right, we are back. Mm-hmm. Focus.
Hey, Camden, how we doing, man? Scott. How you doing? All right. Hopefully you were able to finish dinner. Oh, yeah. I got it down. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like the old scarfing dinner down and you got to get your crap done. All right, guys. I have got on the line with me tonight Camden Cruz from the mighty power metal band Seven Kingdoms. And, and I got to tell you, Camden, that I have been kind of under the radar for the last couple of years supporting your various uh, crowdfunding campaigns. And uh, this time I thought, well, great. You know, I can get in you, you kind of sent the early message out to people that had backed the last time and uh, i thought wow it'd be a great opportunity for me to help you guys spread the word and give back and kind of uh, you know saying thank you for all the great music that you've been putting out and sending my way so uh welcome to focus on metal hey thank you very much i'm happy to be here uh thanks for taking the time to help us get the word out Hey, no problem. And, and and the more that I get the word out, the more that whenever I wear that uh, the 100% pure American power metal hoodie, <laughs> I won't get, who's that band? And people will start to know yeah. who the hell you are. So, Yes, sir. <laughs> cool. So, uh, you know, for those of you guys out there that aren't familiar with, uh, with Seven Kingdoms, everybody knows out there that uh, one of the things that I really like here on Focus on Metal is some of that great fast-paced European power metal with the great guitars, great vocals, all that good stuff. And that is what is coming out of Florida with Seven Kingdoms. So maybe this will be the impetus for some of you who've never experienced them to dive in. So you guys have put a, another Kickstarter out now, and it's for the EP uh, Empty Eyes, correct? Yeah, it's a new, uh, it's a new uh, release that we have. Uh, it's four original songs, and then we did a cover of Barracuda. Nice. Um, so it's like kind of a, I wouldn't say it's like a trilogy, but it's like a three-part kind of idea that we had um, to put out uh, uh, an album at the end of all of this um, that was we really got fans behind it kind of thing. So um, once the EP is done and it's out and we've, you know, especially most, mostly geared towards the people specifically for Kickstarter that get behind it, um, uh, they're going to get a uh, very like instrumental vote on like which songs from this EP get killed <laughs> and don't make it to the, to the record. You know what I mean? So that way, like when the record comes out, we'll have another five or six new songs and then the final cuts and remasters of these, um, we'll go up with that one. Nice. Yeah. And that, that was a pretty cool concept to let people vote on there too. And, uh, and, uh, you know, so if you can put on another album that's as kick-ass and comprehensive as uh, Decennium is, then uh, definitely, a, definitely a winning formula to make it happen. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Happy to know people are out there enjoying that, that really fast one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Decennium record was really fast. Well, I mean, not really fast, but, like, it was, like, it just most of the songs were kind of that uh, kind of full-bore power metal aspect. Yeah, specifically yeah. on that record. Yeah, I really like that stuff. But at the same time, you know, we've been a longtime supporter of A Sound of Thunder here, too. And, and they will vary from album to album as well, which is something that, that's, uh, you know, it's great. You don't want everything to sound the same. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even that's what I'm saying. Like, so coming from Decennium to this, um, it's, it's funny because we joke that we have, we have uh, the, the song that everybody would expect us to, to release is is on there <laughs> as far as like a continuance of just fast shreddy power metal kind of thing we do um but we took quite a bit of new chances and tried to write some songs that were different um and they're really good i mean they're you know they're a little more like rockin style like anthemic ones hmm. one's a little bit more like that and then one's a little bit more like just kind of more of a metal song uh and then we have 
I mean, I guess it's I guess it's a ballad, but it's almost not really a ballad. Um, it's just a very uh, atmospheric song um, that is really really cool. Um, the promo should be going up on media, um, so um, it'll be out there. Some reviews will start pouring in hopefully soon. Nice, nice. So we kind of because uh, like Undying was kind of had some of that atmospheric stuff as well. So that's uh, almost like a continuation off of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely, but, like, a lot more of, like, pointed of the atmosphere kind of mm. thing, and then it develops into a song kind of deal. Um, and then, of course, we have, you know, the water dance is the fast one. <laughs> and that's the, that's the power metal song. Um, so, but that's, yeah, we just did a music video for that over at Marshawn. Nice, nice. And, and of course, you know, if, if people are, like, really digging that, the, the water dance one, then maybe when they go up to Kickstarter, they want to, gonna want to you know get that water dance t-shirt as opposed to the other other shirts and stuff too because you guys have given a, a pretty uh pretty good selection of of uh different kind of promotional stuff that you can get up there yeah for sure i mean we're trying to focus on uh getting uh each song gets kind of babied in a way like uh, traditionally like you'll release a record you know what i mean and most bands will drop one or two videos probably two nowadays, maybe three, yeah. um, for a total of 10 or 12 songs. And we'll, by releasing it the way we are, um, we'll be able to get, hopefully, uh, at least more videos. Like, if not a video for every song, almost like that. You know what I mean? So right. if we have four originals, three of them will get it. You know what I mean? And then so, you know, fast forward two years from now, it's like we've got 10, 12 videos, you know, like they're like high-quality music videos for an entire record almost. So we'll get a lot more promotion in a longer period of time this way than uh, just dumping it. And then people are like, oh, because, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, honestly, people are just like, I, I, I'm guilty of it, too. We, we just devour music. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, this is new. Bam, record's done. Next. You know what I mean? So it's just like, if people are like that, we have no choice as artists to spend more time on just a smaller batch of songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, but at the same time, you can get a lot more content out of it when you do it this way, which is cool and new. Right. Um, and I think will become a trend. I mean, people, band like, I mean, Amaranth constantly putting out videos. So that's kind of like something that we like, Oh, like this seems to work and it's cool. Like people know what they look like, yep. you know, and that's kind of what we're uh, aiming to do. Yeah, yeah, you just I definitely have a have a lot of videos out there which is which is very cool. And you know, it's interesting too that you really have that European sound and and it's coming out of Florida and the, and it's kind of like like where the heck did this come from? Cuz it's kind of with the exception of maybe like a Crimson Glory or something, it's like really Florida, but it, it, yeah. it's cool to know that we that 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 it does exist still here in the states and and I know that even the fact that you've done some festival organization as well just to kind of promote that type of, of stuff, which I think people should really know about. Yeah, I mean, I used to. I mean, I'm a I'm a promoter here uh, here in Florida um, with my own uh, company, and then a, a buddy of mine's uh, company. We we book a ton uh, of, of the metal down here. Um, him more so than I. Uh, I kind of work. Uh, he's he's taught me a lot, so I've been fortunate to learn quite a bit uh, about how things work and the reality that which the music industry is <laughs> um, on every level. So that's really important. You know what I mean? For us, at least, was learning, you know, someone has to really understand it <clears throat> and look out for your, your band. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just like, you got it. That's, I mean, I've seen a lot of it, and I'm sure there's still a lot to be seen, but it's just we've been fortunate that been able to kind of have a sneak peek at a lot of 
uh, avenues because we've been able to play shows and make contacts, make a bunch of friends that have uh, a lot of information that we've learned from, you know what I mean? So uh, it's definitely helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was funny too because when you were saying that, you know, um, the other night that, yeah, you, you got a, you're a promoter and you've got to take care of this gig and, uh, and you're talking about aristocrats. And I looked up in my studio wall and I, I've got a signed Marco Miniman drumhead sitting up there. I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a pretty good gig. I mean, not quite metal, but oh, yeah. still, those guys, can, those guys can play their asses off. Oh, yeah, no, they're insane musicians. Yeah, that show was last night over at Soundbar mm. over in Orlando. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, I totally missed them up here. They they came through like really early, early August, so I spaced it and missed it. But uh, that's one of those gigs that it's it's not metal, but uh, you know between uh, uh, Marco and and just and Brian Beller, who puts on a pretty pretty good uh, stage performance all the time as well. And of course, you know who can say much about Guthrie and, and how he plays. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, no, I mean they're all just amazing musicians. Yeah. So um, just because I'm a gearhead and, you know, I've been playing for ages and stuff. So, uh, you know, what, what is it that you guys that you're playing, especially right now? Because I really do like that, the, especially some of your solo tones. And it's got this really crisp, clean, defined tone that you have. That's, that's really amazing. Um, right now, uh, we're using those EVH 5153s. Hmm. Um, it actually just was a little 50 watts, man. Just it's a 50 watt into a Horizon device. Hmm. Into a bare knuckle, into a comparison. Actually, I'm not going. It's, it's a bare knuckle into a comparison, into a horizon <laughs> device, into the EVH. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've played EVH those bare before, like, but it's like ah, I'm not sure if I want to do those or not because you don't you don't really see a lot of people playing them yet. Although some of the manufacturers have started to put them in as a standard thing, but it's, uh, it's always been a tempted one to go there. Yeah. So I mean, like when you go like to NAM and stuff, like or in general, like the pickup companies, um, there's a lot of like kind of, I guess, I'm not, I think, I guess it would be considered a boutique company uh, still. Um, but they, it's just like really like customized hand wound, like super high quality pickups. Yeah. Um, but like, I know, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure fish, like some people like Fishman started, but then they're just like, you know, they've landed deals. Yeah. Um, and they're able to, you know, make their product appeal to whichever brand that's stocking them now. Um, I mean, Fishman's one of them that's grown and is now kind of popular, you know, like kind of out of nowhere. It's like, oh, Fishman, 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 Fishman. Um, I actually have yet to play a pair of Fishman's, um, but I've been so satisfied with the Baron Uncle selection, and they look so good. Like, it's just, you can do almost anything you want with those pickups, and it's just, I, I really like the pickups that I have. So, I mean, it's just, it was, I went from an EMG to, like, a, a I had the Ice Earth pickups. I had passive pickups, and I had a, a bunch of them and several on these. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. The Fishmans are coming up. One of the co-hosts for this show as well, he, he called me one day, and he's like, you never guess who's sitting here having lunch next to me. He goes, it's the guy that owns Fishman. Because they're they're kind of yeah. local in the area. I was like, you're kidding me. It's like, oh yeah, we just started talking. All of a sudden, I realized who the heck I was talking to. But uh, yeah, they're they're definitely with the fluence. They've been getting a lot of a lot of word of mouth around. Yeah, I mean, they're even. I mean, I have a I play comparisons. I'm a mm-hmm. diehard comparison guy, and uh, Gabe's put uh, Fishman's in. Uh, I think the kill switch, the kill switch signatures. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're definitely. I mean, if, if Adam is playing them, I mean, I'm sure they're great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't slouch on guitars at all, so that's that's no. Yeah, awesome. So, um, you know, last checking, I saw that the the campaign is definitely kicking ass. You guys have uh, have done really, really well. Um, probably 
uh, edge forward much more than you even expected to in the first couple of days. Did that surprise you at all, or? or uh, yeah, I mean, we. Uh, I mean, of course, of course, it's it's, it's humbling to watch it happen, um, like in the first couple of days. I mean, we did our best to spread the word, and luckily and thankfully, everybody helped do it too, and we knocked it out. Um, our first goal was ten thousand, um, which is done. Mm. So the next one is thirteen. These are the stretch goals, and if thirteen gets hit, we'll shoot the uh, music video for Empty Eyes. And if we hit sixteen, we'll shoot the video for Monster and also the Valencar at the same time. Um, so that way, then every song on the EP has a music video for it. And yeah, guys, definitely. You know, this is a band that is absolutely worth checking out. If you don't believe me, then you know, first head up to YouTube, select a bunch of different songs, give it a listen, and you're going to see that holy crap. You want to get in and and be a supporter and keep metal like this going and and this is really our, I think our chances as fans to do that because I mean a lot of record companies out there they're just not yeah. giving these bands to the support so uh, I mean that's definitely one of the reasons I get behind it I wish that you know when I was playing out all the time and stuff that we had this type of stuff we, that we even had the damn internet um, yeah. and just make it happen so um, you know and I think yeah. definitely you guys are very consistent. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I mean, it's just like I mean, we could have we could have partnered up with a label. I mean, we were essentially free agents at this point, and we just this is the only thing that made sense, like on an actual sheet of paper, like for us. You know what I mean? With the time put in, like I mean, obviously, I mean, it, it's one thing. Like we've already done a ton of tours. Like we've like put ourselves way out there. We've we have you know at this point after this comes out a, a mini catalog of you know, high quality records. So it's just that, that have sold, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the our catalog from back from descending and back has a uh, home in Napalm. So, yeah. I mean, it's just like, that's, that's going to be a nice cushy home for it for a little, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, luckily, you know, we were able to still kind of move back into the independent area because it's, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying with Kickstarter. It's like it, it. It sounds like it's like oh, we need help to like Kickstarter, but it, technically it's just, it's a pre-order. Hmm. But with Kickstarter, we get to kind of do it deeper and kind of really like offer something that a, a label wouldn't be able to do. For instance, like when you would get a pressing, if you're not selling, you know, five thousand vinyls at a, a you know a pressing, like you can't just like go get like this super sick like splatter vinyl you know what i mean and then maybe a different color and i'll have options for you know 500 or you know 250 or whatever like super small limited runs you can't do that and have like super highly specialized things that's exactly what we're able to do with this and it looks great right. i mean everybody that has the decennium vinyls i mean that's like and i've handed it I, I handed it to like nuclear blast and they're like wow this looks really great <laughs> and it was just like i was like thank you very much and that's what i was gonna <laughs> I was say like, yeah. the, one, the one big metal label that still does those small limited ones for releases is nuclear blast where they'll you know they'll do a red splatter and a green splatter and then a regular oh, yeah, vinyl yeah. so yeah it's Actually, funny that you mentioned that the, uh, I just got to Adelaide Dying pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that I got the like US uh exclusive one I think it was in Bone or something like that. But uh the uh yeah, no, I mean they're they're really nice guys over there and it's just it, I mean that's what I'm saying. I've been fortunate to meet a lot of bands and uh talk to a bunch of labels and like really have a, a, a unique perspective on what we should be doing at this point for us that's most beneficial. So this is kind of actually 
under the guidance of some people. So it's, you know, it's, uh, we feel very comfortable and very happy that this is working as so far as the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, the, the stuff's about to come out. Like I said, the reviews are about to come out. And I mean, we threw a couple of curveballs in there. So it's interesting because we've definitely got fast, 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 fast. And it's just like, uh, you know, just trying to test the waters. And then, you know, you'll have another crazy record. And then we'll start putting the album together, which will be interesting because we'll kind of throw everybody for a loop and then come back and have the record. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I know we did it with uh, when the last one, when the Sound of Thunder came out, and I, you know, I went through it all, and and it was like, yeah, I'm like, Josh, there's just this one song in here. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just can't get through this one song. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, occasionally we try something, we go a little bit too far, or whatever. But uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta throw it out there, right? I mean, it's stuff that's in you, yeah. so you gotta get it out. I mean, yeah, and it's funny because I don't think it's way too far. I think, I mean, it's, it's it'll be interesting. I mean, it's definitely, it, it sounds like Seven Kingdoms. It doesn't sound like, it doesn't really sound like they tried anything new. It just sounds like fresh mm. Seven Kingdoms, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. Like, even the finished product for us, we were like, wow, this is really different and great. Mm. But, like, it still hits and, like, really, like, you get, you're not you're not missing anything. We've just added kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, oh, I get it. I know we had when the last the last CD I'd made with my last original band, we had a song like that where people were like, "Damn, that's different." But we can definitely hear that it's you guys. It's just really different. So yeah, yeah, I definitely I get it. So I don't forget. Why don't you give out all of the different social media links for Seven Kingdoms so people know how to interact with you? They want to get more information or just want to give you a shout out. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. It's just Seven Kingdoms official. Uh, on Instagram at Seven Kingdoms Official, uh, YouTube is uh, Seven Kingdoms One. That's our channel that we're uh, kind of focusing on. You know, it's funny. I just we've we've actually sad to say kind of neglected our YouTube channel. So like we're really like pushing and going to be turning that into a focus mm. um, coming up. So we'll be having a ton of content, and I've been nonstop editing footage for months since we've been recording so <laughs> it's, it's tough ready. to keep all that stuff in play because yeah we've got a youtube channel yep. as well and it's the same thing it's just like i think i've neglected it for about five years now and we were involved in it for a while but it's just like with so many different social media platforms and only so much time on the day something just tends to fall by the wayside and in our case especially since we're an audio guest that it's like yeah yeah that has to get uh, by the wayside yeah, it's uh, awesome to finally get to talk to you. And, and I will say that, like I said, I've been a longtime supporter for the band. So anytime that you uh, you want to hit me up, you want to talk about stuff that's going on, you want me to get the word out on the show. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You've got my number. You've got my email. Um, heck, you've actually got my private email, not just my show email. So, uh, yeah, feel free because, uh, you know, you're definitely one of those bands that, you know, for a long time I've really enjoyed. And I definitely want to get the word out for you guys every single possible chance that I can. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Need more people like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, um, just, yeah, I know. Just thank you very much. And uh, just, I don't know, just have, if you're listening, just check out our Kickstarter link um, and go ahead and grab the new uh, the new record. Cool. And we will drop it on you. <laughs> yeah. So again, uh, Thank thanks for much, taking man. time to, you know, scarf dinner down and, and, and talk to me so damn late. But I do appreciate it. And uh, I'm gl- glad to finally talk to you, man. Hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate all your support. And if you need anything, just let me know. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll let you uh, go back to your uh, your uh, hut homestead. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks, Camden. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. All right.
Bye. All right, see ya. All right, there is my chat with Camden Cruz from 100% American Power Metal Band, Seven Kingdoms. And I did play you a couple of samples of some stuff from Seven Kingdoms, but if you want to experience more, then your best bet is to head up to their uh, YouTube channel that Camden was talking about, and there's lots of good stuff up there. So check that out. There's some insane guitar work going on there, and it's all kind of that different variety of really... European influence power metal, but also you got some good American flavors in there as well. Definitely not a one trick pony band. Again, it's just as easy as going up to YouTube and checking out some of this stuff for yourself. And again, why was I talking to Camden? Well, one, because I really like this band and I really want you guys to support him as well. So I will put the link to the Kickstarter campaign up on the show notes for this show up at focusonmetal.blogspot.com. But also all you got to do is go to kickstarter.com in the search, type in Seven Kingdoms. And I think the top search result that comes up from there is the uh, limited release of Empty Eyes from Seven Kingdoms. And I got to say that, you know, it's uh, only been about a week or so since this campaign has been going. But already some of the choice stuff is already being snatched up like crazy. But I would urge you to get in on this, not only to support the band, but also if you're digging them, that uh, as we're going through this whole process, you know, you get to vote for what's going to come up on the next album. So, Scott, what is coming up next week? Well, let me tell you, it's a possibility of one of two things. Either we'll be talking with Robin McCauley again, talking all about uh, new stuff that he's doing, or we'll be talking with uh, Pat Fontaine of XYZ, as Richie talked about uh, earlier. It's one of those things of what's the more timely thing to get out, but... As of right now, that is what we have in store for you next week. But uh, either way, it is great to be back from summer break and bringing you more of the uh, great hard rock and heavy metal that uh, you come to expect from us right here on Focus on Metal. And also a reminder back from the earlier conversation that if you do want to... uh, you know, experience more shows like us or even some shows that are uh, way better and just totally kick our ass, then you want to go up to uh, blog.feedspot.com slash metal underscore music underscore podcast. And uh, as with the link to the Kickstarter campaign, yes, I will put a link to this up on the show notes as well. In fact, I had asked the cool folks over at feed spot do you have like a banner or something i could take that and make that kind of more of a permanent link because uh always good stuff up there so why not support them and make it really easy for people to hit them up but anyways that is the address and as i said i'll pop it in the show notes as well and make it easy as hell for uh for you guys to find out what the heck is going on there but as far as this week that's it there ain't no more stick a fork in it this puppy is indeed done so For Richie, myself, and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, have yourselves a great Metal Week. And until we talk to you again next week, remember... Focus on Metal! Everything else is insignificant.
still here. It's over. Go home.